1: San Antonio Sports Star Audio Vault is brought to you by A.A. Best Bell Bonds. 225-2121 or online at MyBestBailBonds.com. <laughs> Michael Jimenez. Half-time. halftime.
2: Yes,
3: sir! It's halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 1033FM. We're on the go at SASportstar.com. Happy Monday, everybody. My name's Michael Jimenez, your host from 12 to 2, sports, pop culture, and nostalgia, James Pledger, riding shotgun with me today. What's going on, Pledge? What's happening, Mike? How was your weekend? Dude, my weekend was fantastic. Spent a lot of time with Wifey. We went to Pixar Putt downtown. Oh, how was that? Okay, both. Amazing and disappointing Aww. at the same time. Okay, first of all, it's super cute. For those of you who don't know, Facebook has been promoting this whole thing about Pixar Putt. And it's basically a putt-putt 18-hole golf course that's a pop-up. And it's downtown. It's on North Florida Street, right across from Pinkerton's Barbecue, Legacy Park. And, uh, you know, it's cute. I mean, there's things to The Incredibles and to Up. And to uh, all of you know all of these Pixar, you know wonderful movies for kids. Toy Story, Toy Story. There's a lot of Toy Story in yeah. there. Buzz,
0: but, Woody. Yeah.
3: But uh, the problem was was that the length of the course was not that long, man. I mean, each hole was maybe only twenty five feet, twenty feet. It wasn't like an actual you're going out to the castle back in the day, or you're going out to You know, you're going out
0: to China Were you expecting Malibu Grand Prix Castle, like, from a pop-up?
3: I was expecting more than just a 15-foot hole, dude. I mean, that's basically it. It was cute. It was fine. It makes for great photos. The kids and I had a great time. We made our way across the street to Pinkerton's Barbecue, which is fantastic. Do it for the the gram. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But it was a good time. I I enjoyed being out there. It was fun. We have lots of photos posted on Instagram. and. Facebook and Twitter, my wife and I enjoyed it, but we were like, man, can you imagine if it was like twice the size? It would have been wonderful. But if you're going to Pixar Putt, remember two things. You need to have a tea time. So you can't just like show up and want to play. The second thing is, is that I got to know it's a little bit pricey. It's about 30 bucks per person, but uh, that was fantastic. Now, I understand listening to R&R in the morning pledge that you fell asleep really early last night.
0: Yeah, right after the Spurs game. Wow. pledge. I,
3: I honestly don't believe that you actually sleep.
0: I think that you're just like a spinning top at all times, never, ever getting any rest. <laughs> I don't get a lot, which is why, like, once a week, uh, <laughs> once, I'm out once early. A week.
3: <laughs> Very nice. We do sports pop culture. <laughs> we do nostalgia over here. You know, the Spurs are all but certain to make the play-in tournament after this weekend's games. We'll, we'll be getting into that. Tonight is the NCAA Men's National Championship game, and damn it, Eric Church might have been right all along. We're also going to break down last night's Grammy Awards. Uh, We'll let you know, nobody got slapped. Kielbasa Bacon Faux Lines are open at 656 ESPN. Again, 656 ESPN. We do have a giveaway today. We're giving away a pair of tickets to see Ryan Garcia and Emmanuel, is it Tagoi? Who cares? It's Ryan Garcia. (laughs) Inside the Alamo Dome this Saturday, April 9th. Tickets are available right now on Ticketmaster.com, or you can just win them here. Kilbasa Bacon Phone Line six five six ESPN. We got to figure out how we're going to give those tickets away. We haven't game planned this. We had meetings this morning. We had Alpha Media meetings this morning,
0: so we're just getting things going. This is fun. I'm wondering how you plan on getting. Like, are you going to try and stage a fight, or oh, no, I think we'll get in trouble for that.
3: That is true. Maybe,
0: <laughs>
3: maybe we'll uh, ask people their favorite WrestleMania moment.
0: Ooh!
3: Because that'll be my apology to those on the Twitterverse. Because apparently, we'll get into this at one o'clock. But apparently, I pissed off some wrestling fans. So if you want to call in, shocker, yeah. So we'll 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 tell you what time to call in. Maybe around twelve forty-five ish. Call in. Give us your your favorite WrestleMania moments. Well, we'll we'll be okay with it for a little while. But again, big show today, tonight, the national title game. What's going on?
0: Are we going to do this every award show now? Nobody got slapped.
3: No, it's still fresh in our minds, man. I mean, <laughs> you know, it, it's so funny because the whole Will Smith Chris Rock thing, the the it had to take a whole lap around this week. Like it had to be processed by people. And I was watching Saturday Night Live because, again, Saturday Night Live didn't have a chance to to talk about it. They had to wait a whole week, and it brought it all back up. And I don't know if you saw the skits of, of Saturday Night Live where it was, there, there was one skit that was done where it's one guy pretending that he's Will Smith waiting, and then the the people behind him are seat fillers. Mm-hmm. And the seat fillers are coming in going, oh, my God, hey, how's it going? This, this is a great honor for me. I want to meet you, blah, blah, blah. And then he goes up and he slaps somebody. And he comes back, and now everybody around him is afraid. That was fantastic. And then you go on to the weekend update, uh, and and they're making fun of the whole situation as well. And I don't know, man. I think people are still kind of freaking out about the whole Will Smith, Chris Rock thing to the point that I think as time is going on, you would think that it would just basically heal and that people would be like, okay, you know, we'll forgive Will Smith. But Pledge, I tell you what, man, I think more and more people want to see some accountability. (gasps) and of course they had to make fun of it and the thing is is that trevor noah right who's who's the daily show mm-hmm. host who also hosted the the grammys last night apparently is on good terms with will smith and he still made a joke about it but um be,
0: be careful you get slapped
3: i know i know god cannot believe it happened still it's so great that's like <laughs> that's like the entertainment moment of the year nothing is going to beat that what uh but again you know what allegedly this is a sports show so let's talk a little bit of sports NCAA men's tournament, the madness ends tonight. Kansas against North Carolina, battle of the blue bloods. And you know, I'm watching this matchup here, and I'm thinking to myself, how should this, how should this go when it comes to matters of, of betting, right? You know, who's going to be favored in this in this matchup? And I knew Kansas would be the favorite in this matchup because it's the one seed against the eight seed, but I was surprised that it's only a four-point spread. That shows a lot of respect to North Carolina and all that they've been able to accomplish. Bill Self against Hubert Davis, the battle of those two coaches. Think about that. Bill Self has been around the block. Bill Self is going to be a Hall of Fame coach when it's all said and done. Hubert Davis, this is his first season coaching at any level. He was hired by North Carolina 364 days ago. Think about that. It hasn't actually been one full year. His one-year anniversary tomorrow might be celebrating a national title. Can you believe that he was able to accomplish that? But again, tonight, Kansas, the one seed. Steamrolling everybody. My odds, I'm looking at it thinking to myself, I cannot see Kansas losing this game. But in a way, I have never cheered for North Carolina in my entire life. Never cheered for them, and because of that, and because of the whole Hubert Davis thing, and I know I'm not going to call them a Cinderella because this is a blue blood. I don't care if they're the eight seed or not, but just the fact that it's a brand new coach and seeing all that they have accomplished, this would be, Pledge, my, the, probably the greatest season that they've had in 25 or 30 years because not only would they have won the national title, but they would have knocked out Coach K in his final game mm-hmm. and beaten him at Cameron Indoor Arena in the last game at Duke for Coach K. Golly, that would be the ultimate season, wouldn't it? What other season would have beaten that? I mean, that is the season of seasons. And this is in Hubert Davis's first season as head coach?
0: Unreal. It's insane. And to think that Coach K, his career is going from. First ever loss was to North Carolina. Last ever regular season game, Matt <laughs> Cameron was a loss to North Carolina. And his last game ever coached in the tournament, in the Final Four, was also a loss to North Carolina.
3: Kilbasa Bacon phone lines are open at 656 ESPN if you want to talk about college basketball, the national title game. If you want to talk about the Spurs as well, we'll get into the Spurs in a moment. But I am absolutely fascinated by tonight's game. Again, you know, you take a look at this Kansas team. Very workmanlike. This Kansas team just goes in there and takes care of business. They're solid everywhere. There's not one deficiency there. And when you take a look at North Carolina, things have kind of fallen into place for North Carolina throughout the entire tournament. You know, they the, the bracket got a little bit easier for them. They went on and they played Duke down by one point with a minute to go in the game. And North Carolina pulls it out. The entire game, I was cheering for Duke. I was cheering for Coach K. And honestly, I thought that the best team out there was Duke. But Duke found itself in foul trouble. Coach K was shuffling around the big guys because he had one in foul trouble. The other one, you know, not as good. But, you know, you don't want to bring out somebody off the bench who has uh, was sitting down for over an hour. I mean, Coach K had a big guy who got his fourth foul with 11 minutes to go in the first half. Why was he out there? I think Coach K just thought way too much into this. And it's so frustrating because this could have been, you know, a ride off into the sunset. This could have been a situation where Coach K goes out on top. And most teams, most players, most coaches don't have that opportunity. They don't have that David Robinson type of opportunity to go out on top. And Coach K had it in his grasp. He was one minute away from making the national title game yet again. But the problem with Duke, though, was that they missed a lot of free throws down the stretch. Back-to-back free throws with about a minute 20 to go. Missed a couple of putbacks. That game went back and forth. I believe there were 16 lead changes pledged. And the thing about this game, I was looking at it, and I thought to myself, this was probably the best Final Four game I had seen since the 90s since the early 90s. It's been probably 25, 30 years. What an incredible game. North Carolina comes out and wins this game, makes the national title, spoils Coach K's final game. But what I liked about the end of the game was Coach K talking after the game in an interview where he talks about the fact that he's not hurt by this, that this is all about the players. And he talks about the signal, what he sees and what he wants to see from his teams as the season ends.
4: It's not about me, right, you know, especially right now. You know, my, you know, as a coach, I'm just concerned about these guys. I mean, I see, you know, they're already crying on the court, and, and um, I mean, that's the only thing you can think about. And then going into the locker room, you know, I've, I've said my entire career, or when I knew what the hell I was doing, that, uh I wanted my seasons to end where my team was either crying tears of joy or tears of sorrow because then you knew that they gave everything. And I had a locker room filled with guys who were crying. And it's a beautiful sight, it's not the sight that I would want, I'd want the other, but it's a side that I really respect that makes me understand just how good this group was. So that's. And, I'm, and that's what I'm concerned I don't want any of these guys to leave and say, I, I should have made that one free throw. I should have made that one. Uh, they, you know, We win and we lose together. And we've won 32 games and two championships together. And that's what I want them to realize.
3: You know, unfortunately for Coach K,
4: it was those missed free throws.
3: It was that last-minute shot that prevented them from going on and winning the uh, – the game and going to the national title. I hate to say it that way, but it's true. You know, Duke had this game in its hands, and they lost it. North Carolina won it. Don't get me wrong. North Carolina came in, won that game, kept it close. It was going back and forth, 16 lead changes, an amazing game. But at the end of the day, it was those little mistakes that prevented Duke from advancing to the national title game, which, again, is tonight. Four-point favorite. Kind of surprised by that. Kind of surprised by that. Tip-off today is at 820. Kind of a late tip-off tonight. Kielbasa Bacon phone lines are open at 656 ESPN. Again, 656 ESPN. What's up, Pledge? And no NBA
0: games to get in the way of it.
3: That's amazing. That's amazing. Do you want to get to line one? Want to get Ryan on the line? If you'd like to. What's going on,
0: Ryan? What's going on, man? I mean, that does not say Ryan, though.
3: It's a oh Terry on line one. Okay, it's, Ryan Garcia fight. I'm it's sorry, not
0: Terry either. It's Jerry. Oh my god, it's, it's hooked. We at the missed.
3: End. We missed. Okay, first of all, if you see it from my end, it says Terry. But okay, Jerry is on line one. Wants to go the Ryan Garcia fight. Jerry, what's going yeah. on, my man? What was your favorite part of um, WrestleMania? I'm really not that big of a, a wrestling guy right now.
5: I, I know growing up I was, but I think that was like 15, 20 years ago when I. <laughs> And I start paying attention to the, the wrestling. But uh, on the fight itself, yeah. um, I, I'm excited about it. I am a, a Ryan Garcia fan. I, I like what he's, he's done in the ring. You know, perfect record, knockout guy. Just um, didn't like kind of his move uh, recently when he uh, left Eddie Reynoso's training camp. Um, he had, you know talked about he wasn't getting enough time. He wasn't there to see him actually get training from him. So I, I kind of didn't like that because you know, Eddie Reynoso, you know, I think he won two of the last three best training or best trainers out there. He has Canelo, you know, pound for pound, best boxer right now out there. So I think even maybe you're not getting 100% of Eddie's time, still, you know, with the best camp in the world. Um, also, you know, just saw recently um, the weight. It had to get moved up. Yeah. I mean, it was originally, I think, for a 135-er, but they just recently announced, I think it was last week, he got moved up, I think, to 139 or 140. So I kind of like sometimes could be rest legs in boxing and MMA. If they have to make like a catch weight, one guy is not making weight. So (laughs) they're going to have a hard time getting to that um, weight. I I really wanted to see him at 135 because I know he has been calling out Davis for so long. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think Haney and George have a fight coming up. So like I know he's not there yet, but I would have liked to see him still at 135 um, and kind of be in that mix. Active mix of one thirty-five.
3: Again, the Ryan Garcia fight is at the Alabado yes. this Saturday, the ninth. You know, one last question I have for you, Jerry. What are you expecting yes. in this fight? Because he is twenty-one and 0, 18 uh, by knockout, three by decision. Are you expecting an early night, three rounds,
5: and that, that's it? The question.
3: <laughs> no, you know
5: what? I I think it'll go more than three. I don't expect it to go to a full twelve. Um, his his last fight, um, he did come into a little bit of trouble. Um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, I think he got, yeah, I think he got dropped. If I'm not wrong, um, in that fight, was, um, but he's gonna win. The odds, like Vegas, I think has him at um, minus 15. Wow. On that, so he's a he's a heavy, heavy favorite. favorite. So unless you're unless you're like Drake when you put money on Masvidal, uh, you know, <laughs> um, you got money to spend and you know you don't really care, then yeah, but. Um, no, I I think maybe an under six, like he's still going up against a guy. I think he's like 34 and one. So it's not, you know, it's the stepping stone. Maybe they they say like a gatekeeper kind of fight, but I'm going to watch. If it's a short night, then it's a short night.
3: Very nice. Hey, stay on the line. Pledger's going to get your information just in case. Again, the Kielbasa Bacon phone lines are open at six, five, six ESPN. A big fight this weekend. Ryan Garcia at the Alamo dome. You know, we're going to be hanging out there. I believe on Wednesday and Thursday, we'll be, Either doing some interviews or hanging out at the camp while they're training. It's going to be a fantastic time. Keep it here for halftime for further details. But again, the fight at the Alamo Dome this Saturday night. It's going to be a great fight, man. I love going to boxing matches. If you've never been to a boxing match before, it is a spectacle. It is amazing. The last fight, well, I shouldn't say the last fight, but the best fight that I've been to that I can think of off the top of my head I saw Manny Pacquiao lose to Timothy Bradley in that controversial decision over at the MGM Grand, I don't know, that's probably about 10 years ago. And about 15, 20 years ago, I saw Sugar Shane Mosley at MGM Grand in Vegas as well. It was an amazing card out there. Uh, but it's funny because, you know, you go to these boxing matches and you actually see ce- celebrities there. I mean, celebrities go where the boxing matches are. And I remember being at the MGM Grand Garden uh, Arena And just walking around and seeing Gary Payton, you know, NBA star Gary Payton back in the day out there. And just, you know, rubbing elbows with people and seeing basketball players and football players and actors and models and things like that. I mentioned Gary Payton because he was like literally two feet from me uh, when I went to that last match. Again, we're giving away tickets to see Ryan Garcia fight at the Alamo Dome this weekend. Kielbasa Bacon phone lines are open at 656-ESPN. You know, the Spurs... They're putting up a big fight themselves, or maybe, just maybe, their opponents are laying down, okay, because Spurs won back-to-back games this weekend, both against the Portland Trailblazers, both at the AT&T Center. Last night, beat them 113-92. to It was a little bit of a tough game. I know the Spurs won by 21, but first half of the game, the Spurs were down. Spurs were down 55-48 to at halftime. And it was looking a little bit dicey. There was no DeJounte Murray. DeJounte Murray had a, an upset stomach, some sort of illness that prevented him from playing. So the Spurs went out there, and, you know, it started slow. It started slow. Joshua Primo got the start, and as the third quarter came on, the Spurs caught fire, went on a 16-0 run, and then just ran away with it. The Spurs won by 21 points, up their record to 33-45. and And right now, the Spurs look like a borderline lock to make it into the play-in tournament. Now, the one thing that confuses me or scares me a little bit is the fact that right now the Spurs have a two-game lead over the L.A. Lakers. The Lakers do not have a tiebreaker against the Spurs, so the Spurs kind of in a weird way have what should amount to be in a three-game lead with five games to go, actually four games to go. So it's pretty much a certain lock at this point that the Spurs are going to make the play-in tournament. What scares me is looking at the standings overall when it comes to the draft. And I know a lot of Spurs fans out there, especially those who want them to make the play-in tournament, have been all over me about this on social media saying, dude, just give it up already, man. The Spurs aren't tanking. Okay, fine. They're not tanking, right? And I wouldn't expect them to be tanking. But the thing is, is that I'm looking at the records right now. Did you know that the Spurs are one game away from getting to the ninth spot? So the Spurs get to the 9th spot, they host a game in the play-in tournament. They would host New Orleans, and right now the Spurs have the tiebreaker over the Pelicans. But it gets a little bit dicier beyond that, because right now the Spurs are not only one game away from New Orleans, they're a game away from the Washington Wizards and a game and a half away from the New York Knicks. What does that mean? It means the Spurs are a game and a half away from falling all the way to number 12. In the NBA draft, there was a time when we were looking at being a six or a seven spot in the NBA draft, and then it dropped to eight. But now we are a game and a half away from being number 12. And right now, that number one draft pick we got from Toronto has dropped to 20. Right now, that number one draft pick we got from the Boston Celtics has dropped to 26. And if the Spurs win two games in the play tournament, we're two wins away the inside the play-in tournament to dropping to number 15. Is this really a good thing? Kielbasa Bacon phone lines are open at 656 ESPN. If you want to talk to me about the Spurs, because I tell you what, I'm looking at what the Spurs are doing. I'm looking at that draft capital, and I'm getting more and more worried. I'm getting more and more upset, and I'm getting more and more furious about it. I know there's a lot of people who want them in the play-in tournament. I get that, and that's already going to happen. It's almost a certainty that they're going to get in. But man, when I take a look at that draft capital and how good it looked in February, it looks awful today. And it's getting worse by the day. Spurs, again, right now are sitting at 33 and 45, one game behind the New Orleans Pelicans, one game ahead, or two games rather, ahead of the L.A. Lakers. The L.A. Lakers, man, I I tell you what, the Lakers are now just keep sliding. It doesn't matter who's wearing that purple and gold jersey, it makes no difference at all. They just continue to lose. This past weekend, lost to the Pelicans. It was a close game, 114 to 111. Lost to the Nuggets, 129 to 118. Now they've got the Suns on the road. It's not looking good for the Lakers right now. And you know what? Here's the thing, though LeBron's back. Anthony Davis is back. And they still lost. And they're still offering excuses. This is Anthony Davis after yesterday's game.
5: I think the biggest thing that I think about personally is what we could have been you know if we stay healthy all year what could we have been um, you know of course you want to you gotta figure out you know the kinks early on but you know after it takes that 10 12 15 whatever amount of games to figure it out you know you get close to all-star after all-star and you're rolling you kind of feel like okay what what could have we have been if I was healthy all year, Bron was healthy, you know. Um K9 is healthy. Like you think about those things, you know, we put this team together. Um look really good on paper. But we haven't had a chance to reach that potential with guys being, you know, in and out of the lineup. So um so the most frustrating part about, you know, this season just not sh- not being sure of what we could have been.
3: That is Lakers star Anthony Davis. Now, for the record, LeBron James played against the Pelicans 40 minutes, 38 points on 13 of 23 shooting. Yesterday was not in the game against the Nuggets, but it was really really close. Lakers had the lead late, but then just blew it in the fourth quarter. So, I just heard a lot of excuses pledged. Do you think this is all excuses because at the end of the day, don't they have basically four future Hall of Famers on that team? So, even if Anthony one,
0: Davis, Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, Westbrook.
3: Carmelo Anthony.
0: Oh yeah, Carmelo. And can you make an argument for Dwight Howard?
3: That's a very good point. That'd be five. Okay, so if two of them are hurt, you have three future Hall of Famers on one team. Oh, by the way, by the way, some of those uh, quote-unquote future Hall of Famers made the All-NBA Top 75 of all time, but guess who did it? Manu Ginobili. Manu did not make it. What garbage, but congratulations to Manu Ginobili. He was actually named... A first ballot Hall of Famer hasn't been inducted yet, but the announcement became official this weekend. When we come back, we're going to hear from the Spurs legend Manu himself. Again, we're giving away tickets to see Ryan Garcia fight at the Alamo Dome this weekend. We already have people calling in, but you can call in too. Kilbasa Bacon phone lines open at 656 656- ESPN. This is Halftime. Sports, pop culture, nostalgia. We'll be back on the other side on 103.3 FM and
1: 1250 ESPN. Giving you an excuse for a long lunch break. This is Halftime with Michael Jimenez on San Antonio Sports Star. ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM.
3: Today from 4 to 7, head out to the Roo Pub to check out the national championship game between the number one seed Kansas Jayhawks and 8-seeded North Carolina Tar Heels. Jason and Joe will help you get ready for the big game as you enjoy drinks and spectacular food. That's today from 4 to 7 at the Roo Pub for the Blitz next to the Angry Elephant Bar on 281 and Redland Road. Welcome back to Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. We're on the go at com. my name is michael jimenez hanging out with james pledger you can reach out to us on twitter i'm at mike espn sa pledger is at i am pledger. you know we've been uh, promoting this big fight this weekend ryan garcia fighting this weekend at the alamo dome we have tickets to give away today to the best caller of the game of the of the show and we have augie on line three wanting to talk about the fight what's going on augie
2: hey uh thanks for taking my call awesome uh I've been following uh, the development of Brian. I uh, have a connection to Southern Cal. His family, uh, his his uncle actually was the first one, I believe, was his first trainer. So, you know, there's always somebody in the process of your development that, you know, that took an interest in, and credit to everybody, to his family network. And uh, he's a, he's the pride of uh, Victorville. They have a little nickname for that town. They call it Victorville, but it's a lot of the people <laughs> that have left uh, the city. L.A., Watts, Compton, Inglewood, and uh, I guess it's more affordable up that way. But uh, I have a good friend up there, Ruben Benia, He knows uh, the uncle real well. And I'm out of Oxnard. You know, we've got uh, Fernando Vargas and, and his sons and the Roberto Garcia Boxing Academy and then also Prado Cabista L.A. So there's also that. And I think in the tradition of Mexican boxers, you know, go back to the original Golden Boy, uh, Art Aragon, um, uh, Mando Ramos, Indy Red Lopez, uh, Carlos Palomino, uh, uh, Eddie Animal Lopez, like one point away from winning the, the heavyweight, uh, heavyweight champion of the world against, uh, Leon Spink, controversial fight. But I think Ryan needs to kind of dig in. He's getting his fan base increase. San Antonio has a big, uh, uh, backing following. There's a lot of love for the game. And a great place to entertain that here in San Antonio with his festivities and everything going on and the history of the Alamo. And and I think, you know, it's a chance for him for to kind of mature and nurture and take it and seize the moment, you know. And I think Oscar is doing a good, uh, a thing by like, you know, just kind of keeping the reins, you know. And, and I think it takes a lot of that. But I think as he travels and sees and, and his popularity gains, you know, he's going to grow with the sport. And just, and I think the history speaks for itself. Going back to uh, 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 Bobby Chacon, you know, the Main Street Gym, the, the Olympic Auditorium, you know, the history of the game. You know, there's, you know, one thing that uh, promoters or anybody's ever said about when. When you get two Mexican boxers in the ring, they're going to put on a good show. They're never, they're going to, it's it's on, you know, so. You know, one of the shows that,
3: you, one of the shows that you kind of brought up there, you mentioned a name, Fernando Vargas. I hadn't yep. heard that name in forever. I remember back in 2002, Fernando Vargas fought Oscar De La Hoya. De La Hoya knocked him out in the 10th round. And Fernando Vargas was like my guy for some reason. I loved watching him fight. He was kind of the villain. Oscar De La Hoya was the golden boy everybody loved golden the golden boy I was cheering for Vargas but man, De La Hoya put him in his place 10th round knocked him out and Vargas was never the same it's almost like we never heard from him again like he like he didn't just get beaten up by his body he got beaten up by
2: his soul and
3: Oscar yeah, De La Hoya it, took it
2: You know what's uh, amazing too they had a little in-house kind of uh, riff going on they used to train that big bear together Yeah and you know my my nephews and their crew. That's their crew, the Oxnard Colonia Chicas. You know where the, the the Roberto Garcia Boxing Academy region, It was an old fire station that they got grant money and developed it, which was great for the community and these kids because you know they need just a, an outlet and somebody just to harness it. And um, you know I Oscar, you know his training background a little bit more kind of crust than he is. He is that that image and the standard, actually the gold standard. And uh, so if there's somebody that you want to really emulate is, you know, is Oscar, you know, the Tulich, you know, with his parenting and his grandparents, you know, they know the game. Mm-hmm. And I think I think we all can reflect on each other from a positive standpoint. I, I'm a competitor. I was an athlete and I, uh competed in a city championship football team in L.A., won my weight division wrestling. And I think there's a lot of things that it's a community we can never take. Take away the heart of the warrior. That's, and what, that's what it
3: really boils down to. I got to jump in, Augie. That was a fantastic call. Pledge is going to get your information down real fast. So stay on the line with us. But that's a fantastic call. The Kielbasa Bacon phone lines are open at 656 ESPN. Again, 656 ESPN. We're giving away tickets to see Ryan Garcia fight this weekend at the Alamo Dome. You know, it's funny. You start talking about boxing. People get really passionate about boxing. And I get really passionate about boxing too. It's it's one of those things where, over the years, things have gravitated towards MMA and other sports. But it, when it comes to the physical side of things, people have gravitated towards MMA. But I'm old school, man. I, I'm really into boxing, uh, and I like seeing, you know, the the best fight the best. And when you take a look at what's going on in boxing these days, there's nothing better than a good boxing match. Nothing better but over the years it got soured by by player by fighters who just really weren't up to were just not entertaining. He's going back and talking about Oscar De La Hoya. When you talk about Oscar De La Hoya and you start talking about uh you know some of the the big fights of the early 2000s, that was entertaining. You know the Camacho fights and the Pacquiao fights and all, going back to the 80s with Sugar Ray Leonard and 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 uh marvelous Marvin Hagler. Those were my guys, man. I used to love watching those fights, and I would watch every single one of those fights. Tarek reaches out to us on YouTube asks a question, Do we call in about wrestling moments or the history of boxing? Serious question. You know what? Just call in and talk about sports, man. I don't care if you want to talk about the Spurs, talk about the national title game tonight. Doesn't matter to me. I just want to hear from listeners right now. Again, 656-ESPN. You know, big weekend for uh, Spurs fans. Uh, Not only did the Spurs win back-to-back games against the Portland Trailblazers, but... It became official. Manu Ginobili will be inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame this upcoming September. First ballot Hall of Famer. Absolutely incredible. Absolutely amazing. And I and I love how the Spurs videotape Manu Ginobili getting this phone call. And for those of y'all who didn't hear it, you know, he starts talking about, you know, about the whole how surreal it is. That he's going to be put into the hall with all of these legends, all of these players that he played against, and also all the heroes that he had growing up when it comes to basketball. But when it came to Manu, I was a little bit concerned because, you know, I mean, Manu was always known as the sixth man, and he only averaged 13 points per game as a in, in the regular season as a player. But it's one of those things where he he knew his role, and he accepted his role. Manu is somebody who could have averaged 20, 25 points per game with other teams, but because the Spurs had Tim Duncan and the Spurs had Tony Parker and they played a team ball, the thing is is that he he just wanted to, to fit in. And Manu played his role so well, humbled himself, and because of that, he became a San Antonio legend and he will soon become a basketball legend when he's inducted into the Hall of Fame this September. And earlier he sat down and talked about what it was like having expectations once he was drafted.
1: So many things about, about that. I mean, I got drafted. I had no idea where San Antonio was. I had to go and search what is San Antonio, who, who, you know, I knew about the team. I knew about Duncan Robinson, that they won the championship. It was recent. No idea anything about it. And uh, then I got here, and of course, I was pumped. I was fired up. For the opportunity to play in the NBA. It's a big deal. Uh, and uh, with all the uncertainties, you know, I was coming from uh, having having improved a lot in the last couple of years in Europe, but you know, the NBA is different. And I didn't know how I was going to pair up with Tony and, and Tim, play with David Robinson, being coached by Bob. So yeah, I was full of certain uncertainties. And um, I wanted to do good, I wanted to help, I wanted to grow but um, I wasn't uh, number one first pick, right? I was 57. So I knew that the odds of me staying for long here were not with me because it doesn't usually happen. So um, uh, it turned out to be a- an incredible story and I um, you know, enjoyed 16 wonderful years. What an incredible run for
3: Manu Nobly, four-time champion, two-time NBA All-Star, And of course, 2004, winning the gold medal, beating Team USA in the process. Fantastic run. Again, he will be inducted into the NBA Hall of Fame as a first ballot Hall of Famer this upcoming September. Next year, Tony Parker has a chance of making it in his first ballot, which would be amazing. But the thing about it is, is that Manu is going to be the headliner of the 2022 class. Tony Parker, if he gets named next year, will have to share the stage with Dwayne Wade, and share the stage with Dirk Nowitzki. So it's going to be a little bit different. But this time, Manu is going to be center stage, all headlights on him, all lights on him, shall I say. But, man, I'm looking forward to his induction. I'm looking forward to them taking down his banner, his jersey from the rafters, and putting in Hall of Fame on it and lifting it back up. It's going to be absolutely amazing. Manu, probably the most loved Spur of all time, my favorite Spur. Of all time as well. Kilbasa Bacon phone lines open at 656 ESPN. People wanting to get in on these tickets to see Ryan Garcia fight this weekend at the Alamo Dome. We have Frank online too. What's going on, Frank?
5: Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. Um, yeah, uh, I guess when I heard you, would, uh, first off, I'll say the WrestleMania moment. So, real quick, uh, my moment would be actually yesterday because, I mean, you grow up, you watched this uh, event with your, you know, childhood friends. And then yesterday I was watching it as an adult with my kid, my daughter and showing her my favorite wrestler stone Cold, and seeing it actually live. you know, her first experience, him. Um, and now she's a big fan. And then just watching that last night with her, my nephew and, uh, my childhood friends again, it was just, it was just an awesome weekend. And, um, that was my moment. So thanks for taking my call.
3: Hey, I appreciate it, man. That's Frank calling into the Kolbasa bacon phone lines. I get that. I over the weekend I made fun of people who who like wrestling. I didn't make fun of them too much. First of all, people make fun of me all the time on Twitter. People reach out to me and say, hey, you give awful movie reviews, or I didn't like the sports take, or ha ha ha, the Spurs are making the play in tournament, they're not tanking. People come after me all the time. So I made a little statement about how, you know, the Final Four is going on and there was a greatest game, one of the greatest games of all time being played. And people were watching WrestleMania, and people got a little bit offended by that. But one thing I will say, though, is that if you're watching it with your kids, I think that's so awesome. I think that's incredible, because we want to introduce our kids to what we liked growing up. It's no different than me with my daughters. I, I play for them 90s rock music all the time. I play 90s R&B all the time, because I want them to get into that. And I know that there are a lot of parents out there who want their their kids to like Star Wars or like Marvel movies or whatever the case may be. It is part of our DNA to pass that along. So, Frank, I'm glad that you introduced your kids to wrestling because that's fun times. I I watched wrestling growing up. The Von Ericks. I mean, back in the day when you had like Superfly Snooka and Kamala and Ultimate Warrior, you know, up, up to like Hulk Hogan and all those guys. I used to watch, but I probably stopped somewhere around age 13 or 14, but I don't have any... Biological sons, and because of that, I think it's harder for me to kind of get into wrestling, though I do think that my nine year old daughter Ava would be all about it. Hey, when we come back, we're gonna be talking more about sports. Obviously, it's a sports show, so we'll be talking more about the NCAA National Championship game coming up. Eric Church, ugh, I cannot believe he might have been right all along. I'm not gonna apologize, though, not going to apologize, and we're still taking more phone calls in for those wanting to see Ryan Garcia. In a fight this weekend at the Alamo Dome. Talking to Grammys when we come back. This is halftime on San Antonio Sports Star. This is Jason Minnick. Get home with me and Joe Reinangle this afternoon, 4 till 7. San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 1033 FM. Upload a photo of what's on your grill and enter description and recipe at sasportstar.com. You could win a $50 gift card to Tri-County Meat Market winner chosen every Thursday at 6 on the Blitz. And I'm completely old because I requested this song because I was super excited. Last night at the Grammys, Lenny Kravitz performed this song along with her and Travis Barker. It was a fantastic performance, and I'm asking Pledge... Hey, Pledge, can you get me that, uh, are you going to go my way? And he goes, dude, you're old, man. Nas performed for crying out loud. Which, by the way, Nas was also brilliant. Old. <laughs> yeah, Nas was brilliant. Yeah, but he's an all-time great rapper. I mean, he's like on everyone's top five you list. Mean, and he Lenny Kravitz be. is an
0: all-time great rocker.
3: I, I love me some Lenny Kravitz. He's one of my 20 favorite of all time. But I wouldn't call him an all-time great. He's just fantastic. He's been around forever. But in that part of being an all-time great? Being around forever? Not necessarily. Ask Nirvana. But you take a look at some of the ones that did perform last night. Lady Gaga. She's timeless. Who? Lady Gaga. (laughs) Billie Eilish. (laughs) Billie Eilish. You know, I don't like her music, but every time she performs live, I'm super impressed. Also super impressed by Justin Bieber's performance last night because Biebs, you know... They had to they had to mute it every like 10 seconds, which really took away from the song because apparently someone was cussing on stage. So they would play the song for like 8 or 9 seconds, and then it'd be like off for 4 or 5 seconds, and then it'd be on for 9 seconds, off for 4, and they just did that repeatedly throughout the whole whole song. It took away from the performance. I wish I had seen it all the way through. I would have been okay with it. I cannot believe that you cannot allow for at least a little bit of cussing in, a, in an award show. Yes. Uh, you know what that's called, James? Um, making fun of me because of how I said Lady Gaga? That's called phlegm, dude. That's what that's called. Lady Gaga? That's why I have my Diet Coke in front of me, and I went to go get a drink during the break. But uh, welcome back to halftime on San Antonio Sports Star. You know, lots of... I wouldn't say that there was a, a, a lot of emotional moments. though. one that was super emotional for me was the tribute they had to the Foo Fighters, Taylor Hawkins, who passed away a couple of weeks ago. Foo Fighters won three awards last night at the Grammys. It was also a big night for Olivia Rodrigo. She won Best New Artist and uh, Best Pop Solo Performance for the song Driver's License. Silk Sonic took away the big, the two big ones, Record of the Year and Song of the Year for Leave the Door Open. Pledge, I've got to ask you a quick question real fast. When it comes to Silk Sonic, I'm a, I'm a fan of Bruno Mars, don't get me wrong, and Bruno Mars is part of the duo that is Silk Sonic. I feel a butt coming. <laughs> Is it possible that maybe he's just a little bit overexposed at this point? Is there Bruno Mars fatigue out there, oh, or no. is it just me?
0: No, there's not Bruno Mars fatigue.
3: I am fatigued of Bruno Mars. I'm also fatigued of like you know other pl- other musicians out there. For I don't I mean, understand Coldplay. It. I'm I'm fatigued of. I'm fatigued of Taylor Swift. I'm fatigued of certain acts. Where it's just like, just go away for two or three years and then come back. And yet
0: you don't get fatigued of your team tank tank,
3: <laughs> because it's it was alive and well until about a week ago. But and yet uh, you
0: still keep talking about it. Th- <laughs> Dude, two other things about the grandmas <laughs> <laughs> you're talking about. Well, 12th now, 15. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
3: you know, it's a roll. It's a roller coaster ride that's only going down these days. Chris Napleton, though, that oh man, he's got some pipes.
0: I love me some Chris Stapleton.
3: Okay, I'm not going to pretend that I'm a Chris Stapleton fan, but when I heard him sing, I was like, dang, that guy has some pipes on him. And then the funniest part, though, was Doja Cat, who almost missed getting her Grammy last night or one of her Grammys last night because she was in the restroom so she she won I mean those dresses
0: are elaborate. I imagine it takes some time in there.
3: well, true, but <laughs> do you really want to go when you know that you're coming up next, like that your topic is up next your your category is up next? How
0: many times have you how, do do you think I got time to go do this
3: <laughs> So it's so funny because they're like the nominees are, and then when it went to her, it was like they they they, they named the they, they named the winner the winner is Doja Cat. Well, it was a duet that she sang, right? So the person who sang with her is on stage, and then Doja Cat Kim comes running in in this dress that was
0: primed for a, a slip. Okay. Are you saying there was a Janet Jackson possible Jackson as, wardrobe malfunction on the horizon? I don't
3: want to say it was a wardrobe malfunction. It would have just been gravity taking hold, okay, because she is skipping her way trying to get onto the stage and the first thing she said was, I had a pee so bad, but she didn't say it that way. She said a little bit more vulgar, but I was all about it. My wife and I were laughing hysterically, but man, last night, the Grammy Awards, very entertaining. Not as, not as, uh, not as entertaining as the Oscars with the whole Will Smith, Chris Rock thing, but they did make fun of them.
0: How many, how many more award shows are we going to bring that up? Are we going to do it at the Tonys? Are we going to do it at the Source Awards? It'll, BT? it'll,
3: it'll stop at the Scripps National Spelling Bee on ESPN. <laughs> uh next year <laughs> Kielbasa bacon phone lines are open at 656 ESPN people wanting to get tickets to see Ryan Garcia fight this weekend at the Alamo dome oh they're all gone well even better hey pledge <laughs> even better
0: well I'm we just... want to talk to you anyway <laughs> <laughs> You know it sounded like that. Yeah. Like, I didn't want to talk. Fine. Fine. Okay. You can't. You can't fire me. I quit. <laughs> you know
3: what it is, though, is that you and I typically have like a good hour, hour and a half to preview a show and kind of get things in sync, you know, or, hey, we're going to talk about this next and this next and this next. And today we have like eight minutes to get the show ready. Now, don't be wrong. We knew what we wanted to talk about, but we didn't have our powwow beforehand and it is showing in my eyes. What? Yeah. People, people driving right now are probably thinking to themselves, you know, if you did prep for an hour and a half, you probably still would have said Lady Gaga.
0: You absolutely would have <laughs> said Lady Glagla Gla still. And you're all mad at me because I went to go get a diet coke, man. I'm looking out for your your best interest. I know, but you know, I kind of
3: as, I told as a man wife,
0: who has had now multiple kidney stones,
3: and there's one still in there floating. I've been told by doctors it's going to happen someday. Kidney stones. <laughs> Dude, you know what? I think my daughter just scammed me. How so? My daughter, Gabby, at LSU, mm-hmm. she completely scammed me.
0: Does she know about her car yet? Oh,
3: yeah, kind of. Oh. Yeah, someone sideswiped her car, and, and I haven't gotten it fixed yet, but I kind of told her. I told her it was no big deal, but man, it's a big deal. <laughs> That's what happens when someone crashes into you at HEV and takes off.
0: Okay, so how did you get scammed by your daughter?
3: Well, because my daughter had an award ceremony out in Arkansas, so she had to go out there. So mm-hmm. I thought I'd give her some money for just the, the, the purposes of uh, she needed to have a deposit for her apartment for next semester at LSU. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I gave her money for that because, I mean, that's legitimate. And I thought to myself, you know what? I'll give her a few extra bucks, just some spending money for the month. No big deal.
0: She's being you know, a good
3: dad. Don't spend it all in one place. I think she spent <laughs> it all at <in> one place. <laughs> because she tells me, hey, Dad, um, I just want to let you know tonight, I'm, I'm going to the game tonight. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, who's LSU playing? And then I'm thinking to myself, baseball? What sport is going on right oh, now? Oh,
0: she is a stone's throw from uh, New Orleans, isn't She's she? She's an
3: hour drive away. And suddenly she has money for a ticket to go watch the National you Championship. Gave her that much money? Well, no, it wasn't that bad. It really wasn't that bad. But the fact of the matter is, I feel like I got suckered because now she's like, I'm like, give me me some spending money. I'm thinking that she's going to go to like whatever Baton Rouge's version of H-E-B is and go get groceries and stuff that Uh she needs. And
0: so, no, she's like... Nice dinner out, maybe. Yeah. No,
3: she's going to go to the national championship game tonight. She's going to get some swag. Are you a little bit proud of that? Kind of. (laughs) (laughs) She's going to spend $45 for a t-shirt.
0: She's going to get some swag. You're a little proud, though, right? Yeah. Out of all the things she could have done with this money, (laughs) the national championship game was her. Like, that's where I'm spending it.
3: I know. I am completely impressed by her. I am proud that she's going to be at the game tonight. But I wonder if she's going to run into Eric Church at the big game tonight because is he, like, bailing on another concert or what? And the fact of the matter is, that idiot probably got it right all along. And we're going to talk about the fact that his makeup is going to be so bad. His makeup is going to be so bad. 17,000 people going into a different venue that doesn't fit them all. We'll get into that. This is Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM.
2: Michael Jimenez. Halftime.
3: Halftime. It's our number two of halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. We're on the go at sasportstar.com. My name's Michael Jimenez. I host this show from 12 to 2, Sports Pop Culture Nostalgia. James Pledger is with me today. Super excited. I just got a tweet right now from someone named Brianna Saldana. Okay. She broke the Twitterverse yesterday. She broke the internet last night because of what she did at the Spurs game lip-syncing a Kelly Clarkson song, there is a chance that she might join us on this show at 1.30. A chance. She just tweeted at me saying that she's a go, but she's at work, so she can make it. Now, if you don't know about this, go
0: on to my Twitter account. Go on to the ESPN San Antonio Instagram. Page. There you go. I have posted it in the stories there.
3: At Mike ESPN SA Pledger is at I am Pledger at
0: SA Sports Star
3: at SA Sports dot com as well. God, it was she did such a fantastic job. That was awesome. She looked possessed. It was amazing, Brianna. Give us a call, baby six five six ESPN. We've already given you the number.
0: I want to say, I, I would hope that I would do that when it came on. Yeah, like my personality is such that I feel like yeah. Now, what was
3: it that you did when you were on the court? Because you got called on to the AT&T Center Court during a Spurs game recently.
0: Oh, yeah. I did the Connect Four. That's right. That's right.
3: You did a good job, too. You won. I won. Have you gotten your gift card yet?
0: Yeah, I used it all. Okay. Do you know which one I want to do? It was like two tanks of gas.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I want to do the one where they drop the beach ball from the rafters and try to catch it for H-E-B gift cards. You know, the red, white, and blue ones, mm-hmm. 250 bucks. The red one's 25, and the white one's 50. I want to play that game. That would be incredible just to kind of eyeball it. And sometimes it sails on you. And I'm thinking to myself, how does it sail? Did you hit like an AC vent? I yes. Mean, that's awesome. That is so awesome.
0: I want to do that. I want to try and catch like all three <laughs> <laughs> sports, pop culture, nostalgia.
3: I'm so sorry, Pledge. I really have to apologize to you because. Over the weekend we did not go axe throwing. Mm. And compounded on top of that I'm going on vacation so mm. someone else will be hosting halftime this Friday and this upcoming or the, the next Monday.
0: You'll be back Saturday for my birthday though, right? Yeah, in
3: spirit. In spirit. What I'll do is I'll call you and I'll be on FaceTime as much as possible I and I'll be drinking answer. on my end, okay? <laughs> I'll
0: not answer. I feel so bad,
3: dude. I feel so bad. Going to be gone for your it's birthday weekend. It's the
0: same time as last year.
3: But the thing <laughs> is, man, my kids have the day off. We're going to San Diego, California, baby. We're going to go do Sesame Place. We got the San Diego
0: Zoo. Oh, you are going to do the zoo. I love the San Diego Zoo. Uh,
3: I am just, I just know that I'm going to be spending a lot of money. But what I did do over the weekend. <laughs> Was Sesame Place, which is brand new, because I've been to the one in Philadelphia, which was very, very nice, very
0: cool for kids. What is Sesame Place?
3: So it's a theme park, just like a it's like a mini Six Flags, it's full of seeds, or uh, yes, it's it's about Chinese food <laughs> and Cookie Monster, you know, Fortune Cookie Monster, I should say. Uh, no, it's it's a it's a theme park where it looks like you are in Sesame Street, no different than Disneyland looks like you are. Inside of a Disney castle or whatever the case may be, they have the neighborhoods. You know, you see Elmo out there and Oscar the Grouch and Bert and Ernie and all those characters, Big Bird. And it's basically like a Disneyland that is Sesame Street related. It's not as big, but it's actually a SeaWorld park. Okay. So, but it's not part of SeaWorld. It is a SeaWorld owned entity, which is cool. This just got
0: really convoluted.
3: Which is cool because I went to SeaWorld over the weekend. And I was like, I need season passes. Can I use my season pass to go to Sesame Place in San Diego? And they said, yes.
0: Okay. You need it, to have the Platinum Is this like pass. how Dr. Pepper shows up on Pepsi machines? But... but it's a Coke product? Yeah. Yeah. I
3: guess so. But that's the weird thing is, that's the weird thing was that last time we went to Sesame Place, I ended up getting, we had spent all this money while we were there. And I ended up getting the like the styrofoam cup for a soda. And I noticed that SeaWorld's logo on there. And I was pissed off because I was like, wait a minute, we already have season passes to SeaWorld. We could have gotten in for free, but they wouldn't give us our money back. But we we enjoyed it anyway. We're going to go back to the San Diego one. Did you bring your own cheese to the theme park? No, I never have, man. And I know everyone makes fun of me about the cheese. I get that. And for those of you who are new to the show, I'm kind of a... I don't know, man. There's some things that I'm willing to spend a lot of money on and some things that I cut corners on. And one is shredded cheese. I do not like ordering shredded cheese from a restaurant because A, it's not as good as what I have at home. And B, it's like 75 cents a taco for shredded cheese, man. That's how they get you. That's how they get you. You get six tacos with cheese for a family of three or whatever. That's four bucks in cheese. We have it at home. Sports, pop culture, and financial (laughs) tips. <laughs> and hopefully Brianna who made uh made waves over at the uh, Spurs game Brianna Saldana hopefully she can make waves and and call in at one thirty. I I just oh she just she says she just sent me a DM 1:30 works for me sorry for the delayed response let me heart emoji that <laughs> very nice so Brianna will be on for those of you who didn't watch it go on to sa sportsstar.com check it out It's also on my Twitter account, at ESPNSA. She just killed it on the Jumbotron yesterday. Absolutely killed it. But, man, it's good times. Spurs, we got to talk about the Spurs, man. You know, Mm -hmm. they are going to make the play-in tournament. Good for them. Good for them. Now, lose a couple of games and keep that eight or nine spot. Can we all agree (laughs) to that, Spurs fans? Can we agree to this? We can't. That make the play-in tournament... Get the 7, 8, or 9 spot. Get the 8 or 9 spot, or 10 spot, whatever, whatever it is. Just get that. Or the 8 spot. Right? Let's, let's just make that happen. But right now, the Spurs are a game and a half away from being 12. And right now, the Spurs are two playing games away from being 15. There
0: we go. And I don't think Spurs fans understand this. What? So can we just make... You don't want them to win? You don't want them to look good? I
3: don't want them to lose draft capital, especially with what's going on with the Toronto pick and the Boston pick. I don't want to see that happen. I just don't. You know, and it's it's funny because, you know, I am going to be cheering for the Spurs in the play-in tournament. That's just how Spurs fans should act whenever you are in, quote-unquote, the postseason, if you consider the play-in tournament to be postseason. I'm not a big fan of the play-in tournament. I, for once, I agree with LeBron James. There's no way in the world 10 out of 15 teams should be allowed to be participating in anything that is postseason related.
0: You don't agree with me. I don't. It's it's a thing.
4: So it's a new thing.
0: It's a new thing. So utilize that tool. This team needs experience.
3: I feel like getting nostalgic. Let's talk more about Manu Ginobili. I got to get off the whole thing about Team Tank. Uh, Again, we put it to rest, and I'm not saying I'm advocating Tank. All I'm pointing out is, hey, look, you know, just like the the end of the movie Titanic, this ship is sinking, the draft ship is is sinking, and I really think that really if the Spurs are going to get really better next season and the season thereafter, two things need to happen. One is the Spurs need to have an astronomical leap from either a Keldon Johnson or a Devin Vassell. That is what's needed. One of those two needs to take the DeJounte-Murray leap and needs to make it quick. I think Keldon Johnson, two years from now, will be averaging 20 points a game or more and can take that leap. But really, it's all up to Brian Wright. It's all up to the front office. Can they get somebody in free agency? Can they lure a star? That's going to be it. If they can, then game on. We're, We're back on track. If they can't, We're going to be fighting for the playing tournament again next week, because next week, next year. Because holding on to the 15, 21, and 27 pick isn't going to do anything. You're not going to be able to trade up for it. You're not going to be able to say package it all and move into the top five. That's not going to happen. But uh, let's get a little bit nostalgic. Monte Ginobili. We heard from him in the last hour talking about how he did not realize where San Antonio was when he first got drafted. He actually had to Google San Antonio, he knew that the Spurs had won title a title before. He knew about Tim Duncan. He knew about David Robinson. But he did not know where San Antonio was on the map. But when he came on, it was fascinating to see Manu Ginobili early on in his career. I feel blessed that I got to see Manu Ginobili early in his career because he was something that we had never seen before. And the crazy thing is that Manu Ginobili says... Yeah, he gets credit for the Eurostep, but he's not the one who invented it.
1: I don't know. I never saw that I created anything, that I brought anything new. I just played the only way I thought was possible. I was not going to go over Shaq and Dunk. I was, you know, I had to go around people. And that's the way my skill set and physical abilities found to get to the rim. So... I, I've done it since I can remember, and I remember I think it was Steve Kerr, the first one talking about it, how weird it looked I and mean, like I looked like I looked like a squirrel crossing the street, uh, <laughs> get, get into the rim, and that's when I started to realize that I was doing something you know a, a bit different, and then people started mentioning the Euro step, um, so yeah, it was it, for me it was completely natural. I never thought I had anything different, but I guess. I brought another, uh, well, I helped, I helped to popularize or to became more normal uh, type of mood. That is
3: Spurs legend Manu Ginobili, who will be inducted as the first ballot Hall of Famer in September, talking about the Eurostep. It was different, and maybe he didn't invent it, but he's the one, as he said, who made it more popular. And it lives today. When you watch the national title game today, they're gonna see, you're going to see Eurostep's. Every single NBA game that you watch, there is someone doing a Eurostep, and you do not have to be from Europe or from South America to do it. But what I am fascinated about is how Greg Popovich thought about it. You know, one of the things about it is, is that Greg Popovich has a very rigid way of doing things sometimes, and to see him embrace Manu Ginobili and Manu Ginobili's pace of play The way that he moved on the court was amazing. And what I find funny is that even Coach Pop thought it looked a little bit awkward. That's his. He
2: gets credit for that. Uh, And it's become, you know, a a staple, a skill that everybody gets taught now uh, or just learns on their own because they know they got to do it because it's so effective. So. Yeah, that was that was his signature for sure. Did it looked like a traveling you at first. I didn't know what the hell it was, <laughs> but it, but it didn't look right. <laughs> but it 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 obeys the rules. You know, it's just a little bit different. He put a little spin on it, and uh, it's pretty
3: neat. It was amazing. Manu Ginobili going to be in the Hall of Fame. You know. I talked about this in the first hour, but it's very, very true. Manu Ginobili is going to be not only in the Hall of Fame as a first ballot Hall of Famer, like Tim Duncan was. Tim Duncan was overshadowed when he got inducted because he was in the same class as Kevin Garnett and the same class as Kobe Bryant. And, you know, with Kobe's passing and his posthumous induction into the Hall of Fame, it overshadowed what could have been Tim Duncan's great, great moment. And... You take a look at Tony Parker, who's eligible for the Hall of Fame next year. He would go in if he's inducted as the first ballot Hall of Famer with Dirk Nowitzki and with Dwayne Wade. And I'm sorry, out of those three, Tony Parker would probably be the third banana of those three, right? He'd be the third one on there. It would be, I mean, Pledge, who would you think? It would be? Would it be Dwayne Wade one, Nowitzki two, and Parker three, as far as the pecking order of of the 2023 class? yeah. It's about right. I mean, you could go back and forth between Nowitzki and Wade. I
0: think it'd be Dirk, Wade.
3: Okay. Dirk, Wade, Parker. But at the fact of the matter is, is that he's not the headliner. He's the opening act. And he'll be a first ballot Hall of Famer, potentially. But look at the class of 2022. Manu Ginobili is the greatest of that, cat, of that whole class. And um, so it's, it's going to be interesting to see how they honor him. It's going to be interesting to see how the national media portrays this whole thing. Because there's going to be debates about whether or not Manu deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. You're going to get those blowhards on on uh, radio or on TV saying that um, you know that he doesn't deserve it because he was a bench player and, and and you know he doesn't deserve it because he played with Tony and and he played with Tim and he only averaged 13 points per game. You're going to hear all that, but this is not the NBA Hall of Fame. it's the Basketball Hall of Fame, and you put everything in, in its entirety. The NBA, the four championships, the two all-star teams, the gold medal, all that he accomplished in Europe, that all comes into play. And Manu is going to be a Hall of Famer this upcoming September. Kielbasa Bacon phone lines open at 656 ESPN. Right now we have Gabriel on line one wants to talk about Manu's moments. What's going on, Gabe?
6: Hey guys, how y'all doing? Yes, I'd like to talk about, uh, Manu, uh, the love of my life, Manu Ginobili. <laughs> I actually went to the game, I went to the game last night for the first time this year, and, uh, I was talking to my kids about him, and, um, when they won the championship in 2003, my parents lived downtown at the Morris Apartments, and that's where the trolley, because they came out of the trolley that year, they rolled out the red carpet, that's where they started, and when they came out the trolley, I was on the very top of the building with my camcorder, and as all the Spurs got off, um, Speedy Claxton, Kerr, uh, Ginobili, Parker, the only one who had a camcorder was, uh, Ginobili. He was actually videotaping or recording the fans because he's, he's a fan favorite and he loves the fans. It's just not pretend. That's the closest I ever got to meet him, but he put his camera at me and he waved at me and I waved at him and his camera and it's one <laughs> of the best, um pieces of video I have from him. But yeah, when, um, when they introduced him at the game last night, there was like, um the live, uh, the uh, live look back at him uh, receiving the honor over uh, via Zoom or something. And uh, my son said, look, that is Monty Ginobili. And I tried to look away because my eyes are full of tears. But <laughs> yeah, the way he played basketball was a, the, the way I love. You know, he's just all hustle. And uh, he really did give his, um, his heart and soul to the team. And I, I really enjoyed it. But that Brian's, uh, that uh, Brianna Saldana, I saw her too. And you could tell that lady was ready to get down what she was doing. At the very end, she puts her leg up on her man, like she staked him, you know. And uh, <laughs> the, the, the performance was what was really astonishing to me was what the coyote did because we we're sitting in the upper level and everyone was getting high squad shirts given to them by the by in a bag by people right there. But the coyote from uh, midcourt shot a shirt all the way up to the upper deck into the lap of a, a young man who was on his phone he wasn't paying attention. I, I think he did it delivery, but it was amazing. It was an amazing <laughs> shot that he did.
3: Very and, nice.
6: Uh, oh, one more thing. Um, I was listening to the commercial for, uh, they call him uh, King Rye. Uh, uh, um, but I think that his nickname would be, I don't know why this is, but I, I, I don't know why they don't name him the Ryan King. That would have been a better nickname. But uh, yeah, as far as boxing goes, yeah. Uh, I've seen a lot of good fights at the Alamodome. I saw uh, Manny Pacquiao. Uh, Marco Antonio Barrera and there was Mexicans with flags and, and their face in the flag crying. It was one of the best fights ever in the Alamo Dome. But, um, that's all I have for y'all. Y'all have a great day.
3: Very cool, Gabe. Thanks for calling in to the Colbasa Bacon phone lines. It's talking about Ryan Garcia who's fighting at the Alamo Dome this Saturday. Also talking about Brianna. And Brianna Saldana broke the internet yesterday. And for those of you who haven't seen, go on to sasportstar.com Also you can go on to my Twitter account at Mike ESPnSA. She did a brilliant job out there performing at the Spurs game. You know, it's one of those things where they 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 put the spotlight on you. Can you be on the Jumbotron and be entertaining? And she just absolutely killed it. We hope to hear from her at 1.30. That's in about 10 minutes from now. But, uh, again, Kielbasa Bacon phone lines open at 656 ESPN. We've talked about a lot today. We've talked about the Spurs. Looks like they're making the play-in tournament. We've talked about... Manu Ginobili being inducted into the Hall of Fame or the announcement being made that he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, induction in September. We've talked about the Lakers, and the Lakers have just been playing awful. Doesn't matter who's on the court wearing that jersey, they've been playing awful. But hopefully tonight, in action, again, no NBA tonight, but we have the NCAA Men's Championship game. My daughter will be there with my money. Kansas against North Carolina. You know, I did not realize that this was the fourth time that these schools have gotten together in the tournament. Kansas, well, with, as with Bill Self as the coach, and Kansas has won all three. But uh, who do you got tonight? Oh, Kansas. It's kind of hard to 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 root against them, right?
0: I mean, not root against them. It's kind of hard to like see how they're going to lose. When you know, I can see how they would lose. I mean, how? that's not. I mean, if. UNC plays a game similar to what they did on Saturday night where they get a guy that gets 20 boards, 20-plus rebounds, and Love goes off for nearly 30 again. Yeah, I could see North Carolina winning that game. But when it comes to an even matchup, I lean towards the best player on the court, and the best player on the court is going to be OJ Obaji.
3: Now, North Carolina, they took advantage of the fact that Duke's big big men We're we're in foul trouble the entire time. One of them had four fouls in the first half of the game. He had four fouls within the first 11 minutes of the game. I'm taking a look at it. Kansas is the better team. I think if Kansas doesn't get into foul trouble, they're going to take it. They're going to take it. But I'm cheering for North Carolina now. I'm cheering for them because I love the story of having a head coach in his first season win the national title. That is incredible. Incredible. And it's a storied program, and then all that they did against Duke, you know, n- you know, being the last game for Coach K, winning at Coach K's last game at Cameron Indoor Arena. I mean, how? I mean, the story has written itself. All you need now is that national title. Right now, Kansas Jayhawks favored by four points. I think my 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 brain is telling me Kansas is going to win this game, but I'm still cheering for North Carolina. Hey real fast, want to have a quick apology to those who like pro wrestling. I kind of uh, upset some people over the weekend. I made a comment that it was a it was a really big final four game going on, one of the greatest final four games of all time when Duke was playing North Carolina went down to the last minute. And then I made a made a little bit of a crack by saying, "Why is everybody talking about WrestleMania?" I don't get it. Pledge, were you into wrestling growing up? Absolutely. Who was your favorite wrestlers?
0: Love the Undertaker, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, The Ultimate Warrior. Who did the Perfect Plex? That was Mister Perfect, right? That was Mister Perfect. That was right? Mister perfect. Mm. perfect. I remember back in the day, the Bushwhackers, Billion Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. Ted
3: DiBiase. There you go. Jake the Snake. I didn't like Jake Rowdy, the Snake. Rowdy Roddy Piper. He was fun. He was fun. Who was the, Jim Jim Duggan. Jim Duggan. Ho! Oh, I remember that. Okay, that was the time when I was watching wrestling. I watched it from then, and then if you go back in time. I think it was called World Class Wrestling when you had uh, DMX was fun. Yeah, uh, what was what was the it was the Von Erichs that I really liked. It was, it was uh, I'm, that was before my time, before your time. That was tragic, man. Have you ever heard that story? Oh, I think yeah. the, I think there's been like documentaries about that, but uh, my apologies. I wonder if uh, we're going to get any apologies from Eric Church. Is he going to be at the national title game? Do we know about that? The country star who bailed on his sold out performance at the AT and T Center to go to the Duke-North Carolina game because he says it's a sports fan's dream come true, that he cheers for the Tar Heels. And man, Pledge, he might have been right. That was one of the best games of all time. And the entire time I was thinking to myself, not only am I cheering for Duke, I really don't want this guy to win. I really don't want don't want this guy to be celebrating in New Orleans while 17,000 fans... Are in San Antonio, missing out on his concert, and then he talks about having a makeup concert. Where at Pledge? Where at?
0: White Water Amphitheater. Uh, oh yeah, you know, for the seventeen thousand fans affected, come on by, free concert. We'll take care of you. Six thousand of you. Six thousand
3: capacity. Can you imagine if all seventeen thousand show up? Although, and that- it's not even in San
0: Antonio. It's Canyon Lake for crying out loud. The venue is awesome, though.
3: Like, to see him
0: at that venue would be pretty boss.
3: But did you notice that it wasn't the AT&T Center? I wonder if the AT&T Center just told them to go kick rocks. Or are they booked up? Could be. (laughs) But even if they weren't, go kick rocks. I don't know if they'd be booked up. I mean, wouldn't you say that the Spurs have certain time available in May and June just in case they make the playoffs?
0: I guarantee they do.
3: So, I mean, I'm just saying there's some spots available. Well, the Spurs may make the playoffs. I know. And if they do, like the actual playoffs, their draft pick is 15. I see what you did there, Pledge. what did I do? I see what you did. What? What? Hey, (laughs) sports, pop culture, nostalgia. Hey, guess what? We're trying to get Brianna Saldana on the phone on the other side. Let's see if we can get her on. Kielbasa Bacon Phone Line, 656 ESPN. She's the one who just, man, broke Twitter yesterday, broke the internet at the AT&T Center during the Spurs game. We're going to try to get her on the other side. This is Halftime on San Antonio Sports
1: Star. Join up the game plan for the second half of the day. It's Halftime with Michael Jimenez on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 1033FM. Welcome back to Halftime
3: on San Antonio Sports Star ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM on the go at sasportstar.com. My name is Michael Jimenez hanging out with James Pledger. Interesting tweet this weekend from Tiger Woods. First time I've ever heard a golfer say this, but it's interesting. It says, "Quote, I will be heading up to Augusta today to continue my preparation and practice. It will be a game time decision." on whether I compete, end quote. Game time decision, Tiger Woods at the Masters. A tradition like no other. Dude, come on, man. We need to have Tiger play now. Absolutely. If he is going to Augusta, his clubs are with him. Is it one of those things where he's he's been doing practice rounds? So, I mean, God, it'd be so great if he played. Think about the ratings if Tiger Woods went back out there. Absolutely. And from a gambling standpoint, fifty to one odds right now. I can go onto a sports book, get fifty to one odds, and not only cheer for him to play, but for a cheer to him to win as well, man. I mean, he's not going to, but fifty to one odds, come on. Rooting interest, can you imagine if he goes in on Sunday with a red shirt on? I'm not gonna
0: say he can't win.
3: I'm going to say that he has his he can't be in golf shape right now. Golf shape? Dude, come on man. This isn't the days of the 80s and 90s where you have fat guys out there in plaid pants trying to play golf, man. This is not those days. Those guys out there are athletes, man. They can they can do the NFL combine. These are not like scrawny players anymore. Those days are gone. But I'm taking a look at uh, the the uh the odds of winning the Masters. Right now, the favorite is John Rahm at 10 to 1. Justin Thomas at 14 to 1, followed by Dustin Johnson. Cameron Smith. Rory McIlroy at 18 to 1. Brooks Kepka at 20 to 1. Jordan Spieth also at 20 to 1. Bryson DeChambeau at 35 to 1. Luis Uswizen. I always mispronounce his name. Usthizen. Usthizen. 40 to 1. That dude is always in the mix. How'd you say it again? Uswizen dude I'm sorry man what was the name that I couldn't get last week? Oh God oh gosh yes who fortunately did not win the Texas Open so yeah I'm I'm so excited about the masters It's the best of naps man it is the best oh my God wait a minute am I gonna be in San Diego during the masters yeah so basically I'm gonna watch very little of it or have mm-hmm. to DVR it you're gonna watch none of it. <laughs> i will be at the san diego zoo i cannot believe that and sesame lane and sesame park sesame place and i will not be at james Pledger's birthday party but they can stop by and give you a, give you a shot of something right a shot of jameson over at the root pub is that where it's gonna be Yeah,
0: gonna be a couple of different places throughout the day but yeah Roo pub that night angry elephant one of the two bouncing between the two
3: i'm so disappointed in myself you should be had i known
0: what do you mean, had you known? I, dude, I don't remember I told everyone's. I you. I don't remember everyone's birthdays. But I told you what we were doing coming up. You're like, cool, I'll be there. And then you're like, ah, I'm going out to town. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Didn't know it was your birthday. Really? Could have sworn I said, hey, we're going to go to Big Blues and then main event and play laser tag. And I, then to the roof up. I love how your birthday is all like a 13-year-old for the
3: better part of the day. And then it turns adult later on, you know. Okay, Big Loose Pizza.
0: Never had one. It's San Antonio staple, so I wanted to try it. Laser tag at Main Event. Yeah, because Main Event sells alcohol. Well, true, but it's laser
3: tag at Main Event.
0: Yeah, but they sell alcohol.
3: You know, it's <laughs> it's funny. Um, I um, when my daughter wanted to have her birthday party there, I went to Main Event during the day, like on a Saturday, three o'clock. Got day drunk, and well, no, it was packed. <laughs> It was packed. I haven't gone day drunk in a while. It was packed, and I was looking around, and I was thinking to my, myself, "Man, like I don't think women realize that guys hang out at 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 this place at three o'clock on a Friday." Hell yeah! I mean, it was a bunch of dudes there. I think they were all firefighters just hanging out, drinking and bowling. And I was like, "Man, this is a, this is so funny." Uh oh, uh oh, I see it. Hey, uh, no, that's that's amazing. But tomorrow. Tomorrow, we have a special guest. Mariana will join us tomorrow. And for those of you who don't know, Mariana is one of my favorite people on TikTok. She gives dating advice and things like that. She will be on tomorrow at 1240. And no pleasure, this is not for you. But we have a special guest who just arrived. Feels like it. Brianna Saldana is on the phone. Brianna, are you there?
7: <laughs> yes. Hi, everyone.
3: <laughs> Brianna, you broke Twitter yesterday. You broke the internet. I want to congratulate you on that, and I'm so glad that you're on the phone with us right now. So for those of you who haven't seen this, go to com. Go on my Twitter, at SA. Brianna Saldana was having a good time at the Spurs game last night. Explain to us what happened.
7: Um, you know, it's funny because I've kind of gone through these comments, which I'm like, oh, my God, I think I'm getting roasted on social media Um, but I, I was actually at work all day yesterday up until six o'clock and I had some clients come in and they were headed to the Spurs game. So I reached out to my family. I'm like, Hey, why don't we do like family night at the Spurs game? So we got there like halfway through the first quarter. I was in my work uniform. So I bought clothes at AT AT&T stadium and I used, um, I used my husband's like margarita cup. And I think everyone associated that with like I was the one drinking. I mean, of course I had a sip, but nothing to the extent of what like (laughs) the comments were going through. But man, when I heard the song come on, I'm like, Okay, you know, this is this is my jam. And then I looked up, the camera was watching me listening, I committed to it and I didn't turn back.
3: (laughs) Now here's the thing. A lot of the comments on it, this is Brianna Saldania who just rocked it on the Jumbotron yesterday at the AT&T Center. Everyone's been talking about it because, dude, you looked into the camera and you stared through the camera guy's soul. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. It, it, it starts off where you were just like, like it was, it was both it, like, I got scared.
0: <laughs> it was so awesome.
3: It was so awesome. Oh but I got a little bit scared because I was like, man. And then and then throughout the whole thing, you're doing a great job doing the lip sync. But then you turn around. I think you mentioned that it was your husband. And you, you lift your leg up onto the chair. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, she's going for
7: it. I really committed. <laughs> there was no turning back. I was in full character. So that one theater class in sixth grade really paid off. All those nights in college of karaoke, they really they really rose to the occasion, and they paid off.
3: <laughs> that is amazing. And then I, I go on to your Instagram. Oh, first of all, we had to search you out on, on Twitter. I reached out. I said, like, who is this girl? Who is this woman? We need to know who she is. And people said, I think this is her. And then we find out that it was a family night. So not only were you just going all out and doing this performance, but was that your dad right behind you?
7: No, no. My dad, yes. My dad was to the left of me. My husband was to the right of me. My mom was sitting next to my father and then my in-laws, which was our first like real full outing with my parents and his parents. And that was, (laughs) what. that's how the night ended. Like, I mean, my in-laws are from Mexico city. So this was like our first full on like family affair engagement. And I'm like, I wonder if they're ever going to want to go out in public with me again. No, I'm totally kidding. But they were great sports. But yeah, no, that was family night. My dad was like such a hype guy because we, it's nothing like, it's nothing that's not normal in the house. Like I think every (laughs) wedding and every quinceanera we've ever been to or event, like my dad and I shut down the dance floor. So (laughs) it was just, it was just another like it's another sing along, <laughs> and, and then it went
3: national because uh, Dan Lebitard's show with Stu Gotts retweeted it, saying, uh, "Meanwhile in San Antonio," and then yeah. all the comments on there where everyone just kind of uh, either fell in love with you or got scared of you. It was it was amazing.
7: Yeah, it was great content. Yes. It's insane. It's totally insane, and it's funny because like the people who know me are like this like. I don't expect anything less from her. Like it's just <laughs> like if you see me at work anywhere, it's 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 totally normal. I I, I feel like it's normal for everybody, but I'm just so unapologetic and unashamed.
3: <laughs> One of my favorite things was going online Instagram. Apparently, it wasn't just caught by this camera. There's There's video of this from all different angles that people were taking from upper deck, from behind you, from the side and it was like everyone just focused in on you there was an actual nba basketball game going on and people were like no nah, we're we're good with that we're going to focus on on brianna instead it was amazing yeah. so what i what i'm wondering is as you're walking out of the atnt center last night are you thinking to, to yourself that you in fact went viral
7: no as we were leaving actually this um Someone had, like, a lot of people kept coming up to my family, and I were like, oh, my gosh, that was amazing. We got a couple, like, free Spurs T-shirts. And then I don't know if it was a man or a woman. It kind of happened really fast. But they had shared the whole Twitter thing with us. And at that point, it was already at, like, 4,000 retweets, I think. Mm -hmm. And it it just kind of, (laughs) like, it, it happened so quick. I don't even remember the game after... That whole thing happened, <laughs> If I'm being honest, I don't
3: know if anyone does. But like the greatest thing about it is, is that not only were you showing Spurs spirit, it was also Fiesta spirit. Like it's, it was so perfect yes. for it to be happening this week.
7: Yes, absolutely.
3: So, uh, one last thing before we let you go. By the way, this is Brianna. She, uh, Brianna Saldaña. She broke the internet yesterday. She became viral because of her. <laughs> Lip syncing of Kelly Clarkson since you've been gone, which, by the way, every (laughs) time I hear that song, I think of Pitch Perfect because that was that that's the song that they had to audition to. But (laughs) my question for you is a couple of questions real fast. And we only have a couple of minutes. Mm -hmm. You mentioned karaoke. What is your karaoke jam? And the second question I have for you is when's the next time you're going to a Spurs game? And are you going to try to get back on the Jumbotron?
7: Um, so I'll answer the second question first with the Spurs game. That was probably maybe like my third Spurs game my whole life. <laughs> wow. Um, yes. Like I said, we bought those tickets when the first quarter started. So it's nothing that was like, I, I, I'm not going to say I'm not a fan. I'm definitely a Spurs fan. I live in San Antonio, but I'm, I, I don't know when the next time I get to go to a Spurs game. It, it was so last minute spontaneous. Like I said, I bought a shirt there. I didn't even own a Spurs t-shirt. But I had the best time. And in regards to the first question, my karaoke jam, I am like an 80s. I always tell people, like, I was born in the wrong decade. Like, I I love, love, love 80s. Elton John is, like, my hero. Queen, you name it. Like, any song, Fat Bottom Girls, like, nice. Summertime. Give me a mic and I'll let's sing
3: the crap out of that song. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. That is Brianna Saldania again. You can check out her jumbotron antics. It was amazing. It was fantastic. We all loved it. It's on Sportsstar dot com. Also on my Twitter page at Mike ESPN Man, Brianna, thank you so much for calling in. I know we were playing. <laughs> We were playing Twitter tag there for a while, but thank you so much for calling in. And congratulations, because you did go viral, and it was so awesome. (laughs) And it happened during the week of Fiesta. Absolutely amazing.
7: Thank you so much. Thanks for having me.
3: Very nice, Brianna. Thank you so much. Pledge, I tell you what. I tell you what. This is the best part of the show. Best part of the show was flagging her down. I was like, it started out with me asking the question, who is this girl? We need to have her on the show and we play Twitter tag going back and forth with messages, but she's working today, so she was you know we said try to try at 130 if you can." She made it on I'm so proud of myself, I'm so proud of her. <laughs> I'm so proud of her. We made it happen.
0: Well, she made it happen.
3: Well, true, but <laughs> but you know she wasn't going to call in to the kielbasa bacon phone lines without me trying to track her down like I was an investigative journalist.
0: Yeah, but you wouldn't have sought out who she was if not for her incredible performance oh, on the jumbotron.
3: She was absolutely amazing. I during the whole interview that we had with Brianna Saldana, uh, I had it on loop, <laughs> like it's on my Twitter page, so it just looped itself. It was 36 seconds of awesomeness, and you could tell that she's into karaoke because, I mean, not only karaoke, she's good into she's into good karaoke <laughs> because not only does she have musical taste, but she's a performer. You mean and, like
0: Dad's karaoke?
3: Oh, Dad's karaoke! We're gonna put a bow on the show on the other side: sports, pop culture, nostalgia, viral guests. This is halftime on San Antonio Sports Star. <laughs>
2: This is Joe Ryanagle on your home for everything that matters in sports. San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. Welcome back
3: to Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Taking a look at MySA.com, guess what story they just posted? Timothy Fanning, one of the reporters over there. Spurs fan goes viral for Kelly Clarkson lip sync video during game. We had her on the show just a few minutes ago, Brianna Saldana. She went viral yesterday. It was fantastic. Absolutely enjoyed her performance out there. But again, she was at the Spurs game, and it was amazing. She said she had no clothes clothes to go check out the game, that she was coming from work, bought a Spurs t-shirt while there, enjoyed it. Her husband was to her right, her parents to the left, her in-laws were there. Absolutely amazing.
0: Parents to the left of me, in-laws to the right, <laughs> stuck in the middle
3: with you. <laughs> hey, who won the tickets for Ryan Garcia? He's fighting at the Alamo Dome this weekend. Jerry Montes, congratulations, Jerry! You'll go on, you're going to the game, going to the bout rather. Hey, speaking of games tonight at eight twenty, UNC against Kansas, a game that you can catch here on San Antonio Sports Star. This is for the national championship game. My head says Kansas, my heart says North Carolina. Going for the Tar Heels on this one, Pledge. Who are you going for?
0: I'm going to say Kansas takes it all. Go ahead and uh, join us out at the Root Pub tonight. The Blitz is live 4-7. to
3: seven. That's right. Jason Minix, Joe Reinagle. And when you're there, enjoy the kitchen there. The wedge salad is absolutely amazing. I'll be back tomorrow. This is Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star.